0: To learn
1: more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
2: Welcome to episode 101 of the Red Seat Podcast. This is your host, Jake Devereaux. Today, I am joined by Brian Joyner and Matt Collins to uh, start tackling the off season. So, gentlemen, welcome to the show. How's your uh, World Series hangover?
1: Cured. Yeah. I only got some sleep.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: That's back. I'm starting hours. to get
2: tired again, but...
1: Well, I'm always a little tired, let's yeah.
2: go. Well, of course, of course. As is the standard around here. Uh, let's talk about some positive stuff, though. There's more good stuff to happen. typically is after a World Series season, but... Uh, Awards Awards have gone out. I think the big one here is that finally, after uh, much chagrin uh, from, from all of us for a long time, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. finally wins his Gold Glove Award. Uh, he does so at the same time as Mookie, who I think has his third now at this point, and Ian Kinsler uh, won another one. What do you guys think about the Gold Glove candidates and winners from the Red Sox? It's
1: not really a surprise. Um I kinda have a hot take though. I think Jackie Bradley's obviously amazing. I don't think it's ridiculous that he's never won before. Um
2: because you and Kevin Kiermaier
1: can go to hell. Yeah, Kiermaier. I think Pilar might be better too. Um I think Buxton might be better. So Who wait. I think we're just another Wait, 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 wait.
0: We're talking about major league baseball players?
1: I'm talking about defensively, yeah. Is, Bri- is Byron
0: Buxton a Major League Baseball
1: player? Well, he wasn't this year, which certainly helped Jackie Bradley. But that was one of the reasons he didn't get it a couple of years ago. Buxton was ahead of him on that. Um, I think it's just a, we're in a golden age of defensive center fielders, and it kind of sucks for Bradley. But I'm glad everything worked out for him this year, so he's gonna at least get one in his career.
2: Has Pilar won one? I don't know. I don't think he has.
1: Yeah, well,
2: really? yeah, that's, weird. that's too bad, Kevin. Uh, I I don't think that any of those guys is better than Jackie Bradley, except for possibly Kiermaier. Um, but I think the thing that's awesome about Jackie is the dude's on the field 150 games a year, every year, and he plays in an outfield that I don't think rewards him defensively the same way it would if he was in, like, a much bigger outfield that he could patrol and – Also, he's next to Mookie Betts. I mean, how does that affect his defensive stats, you know? I don't necessarily agree
0: because the quirks and the triangle and the big right field, I mean, he's next to Mookie, but Mookie has just an absolute acreage to cover. Um, So I don't think the, uh, the ballpark works against him. All that much um, but it's definitely great that he won now we don't have to worry about it anymore and now it's the gold glove if whatever depending on what happens to Kiermaier Mookie could or Mookie, JBJ could win five in a row he can never win again who knows
2: well at least now we can say gold Glover Jackie Bradley jr when we talk about I mean him. yeah I'm probably not more, gonna
1: say that because it's four words.
2: But, I'm more of uh, the if I'm gonna use that
0: many words, I'm like guy you hit all those playoff home runs. Junior. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Would you guys think of Kinsler winning the award? Yeah, he's good. Everybody
1: looks at that error in the World Series, and it's like I can't believe he won, which is obviously very stupid. Uh, Kinsler's really good defensively, so good for him. Is he is
0: he under contract next year?
1: No. No. All right. Yeah.
0: So I don't care. On the team for like two months. I don't
2: care. I I thought that uh, that award might go to someone like a Altuve or a Whit Merrifield or someone like that. I I was kind of surprised that Kinsler got it. Really? I don't yeah, know. He I, has... I didn't think like he graded out all that well this year. Maybe I just wasn't I, paying attention.
1: I think. I mean, I don't know how much that plays into it. Um. He has a reputation that certainly helps with the vote. Yeah. So I know there's some aspect of stats, but I don't think it's that huge.
0: I feel like the gold gloves, like are the, the, the quality of the competition is so stretched at the, like the skill defensive positions up the middle, but not including second base. Cause it's second base. Um, and then the other one, I mean, third base too is, is a pretty good one, That's but they true. can get the, the, um, the ones that can get sort of stratified, you can just see something like Kinsler winning just because. That's like the Rafael Palmeiro winning it one year at first base. Like he played 17 games.
2: Yeah. Well, we did see uh, Max Muncy play some games at second base, and Daniel Murphy's been hidden at second base. So we've uh, we've seen some shit there. So I guess it's not all that surprising. Um, Bets. J.D. Martinez and J.D. Martinez also won Silver <laughs> Sluggers. It's uh, the best thing ever. Yeah, I didn't know that that could happen, that a guy could win it at two positions. That was pretty cool. It
1: uh, Well, oh, it's it's awesome. It shouldn't have happened, but it's awesome.
2: Why did it you, happen? Like, what's, it, was it, you know. Just
1: enough people voted for him. Um, have you ever spots. seen that
2: before? I don't think I've ever it's seen It's never that. happened.
1: No, it was the first time it's ever happened. People have gotten votes at two different positions before, but nobody's ever actually won both.
0: Does that mean that people split – they voted for him twice or split I, their votes no. in such a way that he won yeah, both? Yeah,
1: there's a lot of vote. Um, it's coaches and managers, so there's a lot of votes to go around. So I'm pretty sure it's just a lot of people voted for, for outfield and a lot of people voted for him for DH too. I don't think they voted for him twice.
2: That's incredible.
1: It's Yeah, it's totally bizarre. Um, he shouldn't have won it in outfield, I'll just say that. I don't think he played enough in the outfield that he really deserved it, but also it's awesome, so I don't really care.
2: Didn't he get like 46 games there or something like that? 57?
1: 50, 57.
2: 57, yeah, that's
0: a The lot only thing people. I care about uh, before the season is that I said he would play more. Than
1: yeah, you games. did. You got that one.
2: You did. You nailed it. I was Probably curious. were going to win the World Series,
0: too. I said, I said that every year. I'm not even sure it came up this year. Um, but if I did make a prediction, that was it.
1: I was curious if he gets... Players will usually have bonuses for silver sluggers in their contracts. And I want to know if he gets that doubled or not.
0: You should ask Alex Spear on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I did. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> oh, oh, right. I could see a team like the Marlins or something fighting that and, like, taking that to, like, arbitration or something. I don't think... I a team would. like
0: the Red Sox fighting
1: that. I don't think the Red Sox would. I think they'd fight some stuff, but I don't think something like this would be worth
2: it. Either way, his uh, his financial reward is going to come after the 2019 season.
1: Well, yeah, he's going to be a free agent. Yeah, You don't have to think about that
2: yet. that's uh, also won the Wilson Defensive Player of the Year award at his position, right field. Uh, what's up with these awards? Why do we have competing yeah. defensive awards? Yeah, I, don't, I
1: don't understand what the difference is, besides that there's not one for each league.
2: Right, and like...
1: But it's not the same players.
2: And no one cares about the Wilson awards. Like, well, I mean, you won mentioned
1: for center it field. I don't know. What, I don't really know what it is. As this is
0: exactly player. what it exists what? for. It's like because it exists and we know that people wear wilson gloves um isn't rawlings the gold glove yeah yeah right so this is just like oh we also make gloves so we also can tell you who's good at defense (laughs) it's this weird like the through line for rawlings and like yeah they own that thing now so it makes sense it doesn't make sense to me that a different glove company is like well, no, we we actually have a different pick.
2: Right. But, we don't have the Mizuno Gold Glove Awards either. I mean, it's yeah, just... but the, the difference, Jake, is that I'll, I'll give it a couple of years.
1: I'll be
0: so into the Mizuno Awards.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like
1: Wilson, I don't care about, but the this, Mizuno did this Awards. This just start this oh. year. This Wilson one, because no, I've never heard of
2: it. No, it's been around for a few years. Because I think Pedroia won one a few years back.
1: I've heard of the Platinum Glove. I don't know if that's the same thing as what Chapman won, though. as the Defensive Player of the Year.
2: No, Ch- the Platinum Glove is a Rawlings award. That's what I thought.
1: Yeah, I'm so confused.
0: Yeah, so that uh, I guess the Platinum bad. Glove is the one player
1: wins it. But... Yeah, I think Mookie won last year or two years ago.
2: He uh, won once. Buxton won last year the Platinum hey, Glove.
1: Look at that, yeah. Brian. At any position. Is they just pick one, one Gold Glover from each league as like the ultimate Gold Glover.
2: That's, wow. that's the Platinum Glover, in fact. Yes. How are we back on medals? Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> all right. So the big talk around the town right now, though, is uh, no J.D. Martinez in the top three finalists for the MVP award. Uh, Scott Boris has made a big stink about it. He tried to shame all the uh, the writers for <laughs> for this particular vote. Uh, and the argument here is that, you know, the, the award has essentially become – best baseball player not necessarily most valuable baseball player to that team um and his argument is that you know this team was out in the first round last year and won 90 some odd games last year and the only major addition they added was jd and is- they won 119 games in the world series this year so what do you guys think of that whole thing
1: don't care. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think there's anything more valuable than being the best baseball player. So, I don't really understand his argument. I think that if Martinez was in the top three, it would have been fine. It's fine that he's not. The like, three to five range is close enough that it doesn't really matter. And also, this is a two-man race that's pretty much just a one-man race. So who really cares about who's third in the bonus?
0: It's been a one-man... It was a one-man race,
1: like... I think Trout has a better three. case than he's getting credit for, and it's probably not going to be as close as it should be, but...
0: But I mean, Trout... We'll but Trout exists, like, with respect to the MVP conversation, he exists in the same place as, like, LeBron.
1: Yeah, but that's not um, fair. And, like,
0: I understand it's not fair, but I'm not like – I understand the dynamics of that. Yeah. Fair um, enough. And the dyna- – like, I – first of all, it's literally Scott Boras's job to talk about it's fine. It's his job. Um, also, J.D. Martin has just won two Silver Slugger <laughs> Awards. So I guess that I yeah, into was. the MVP candidate candidacy thing. Um, unless there are contractual incentives attached to it. Like I understand it. Like we're not the only baseball team. There are some fucking amazing baseball players um, who also play defense. We just talked about defense and we like it. So I, I understand how that happens. And on top of that, the war thing, like they're the top three. So the one thing that bothers me is just, like, the pearl-clutching over isolated it I can understand Boston fans being upset. I am not. I don't care. They just – oh, um, I would like to amend a previous statement. This was the best year. I take it all back. This was the best year. Said on the podcast last week that it was the third best after some reflection. This was clearly the best year start to finish. Um, anyhow, but the pearl clutching over, like, the MVP voting going strictly toward the war guys, it's like, okay, this happened, what, two years in a row? Let's pump the brakes on the, on the worries about it. Like, this is also not the person who's going to win. This is just being a finalist.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think on the flip side of it, like I'm not upset about it at all. I'm kind of with you guys. I don't really care all that much that JD isn't in the top three, but I do understand the argument and I do think that uh, there's a lot that JD added to the team, especially, you know, when we, we follow the team all year and you hear guys talking about how much JD helped them in the cage and he's almost like a second hitting coach and, sort of the impact that he has beyond just the field. And obviously on the field, he had a massive impact as well. Um, But we've seen seasons from David Ortiz where he's had a similar impact to the one that JD just had. Um, And I think that easily throughout all of those World Series runs, the most valuable player on those Red Sox teams was David Ortiz. Um, And you take him away... And they don't win the World Series. Um, they certainly, the, certainly the last one. And sure. certainly the first one. Sure. I guess I'm just saying that like I, I think that there is something to the the idea that this is becoming a very war-centric debate. Because but it's it a regular matter. season okay, wars, So what if you take away Jose, Mar- Mar-
1: Jose Ramirez from the Indians? Like, they are obviously a lot worse, too.
2: Sure, but we just but watched But it's a regular JD. season of war. David yeah. Ortiz never won the MVP. I mean.
1: Yeah, this is done before the playoffs, so you can't talk about what happened in the playoffs.
2: No, I get you. I get you. I just think that.
0: It's also exacerbated. If the Red Sox go out in the first round and JD doesn't make the back, bottom four, I think people are less upset about
2: it. Because they're with just that. despondent anyway. I just think that war probably isn't the best. Way war to is definitely this. not the best
0: it's not the best that's what i mean like that also seems like this is sort of just a coincidence that it happened this way. yeah
1: i think the biggest thing is that they shouldn't have finalists i don't understand it it's not like they're voting again like it's just the top three vote getters i don't know why we have to do this and now we have to wait another week to find so out So they can put they
0: it, it, on. it on tv that's yeah,
1: why it's just really annoying
0: and so people can bet
1: on it you know yeah more. i didn't think of that But, yeah, they should just go back to not having finalists.
2: Don't you guys think that people do think of it a lot of times in terms of war, though? Sure.
1: Oh, I think people misuse war all the time. Don't even get me started on that.
0: But, uh, like, we – in the same breath that earlier this season – and, first of all, what they were talking about was Jacob DeGrom. And, that like, would his stats be enough to – underlying stats be enough to win him Cy Young, and I thought, first of all, I thought we settled this when Zach Renke and Felix Hernandez won the Cy Young Award, but apparently we did not. But, like, in the same year, <laughs> I heard, uh, I mean, I guess that could be a war, this could be a war argument, too, but it's an argument, uh, actually, no, that is a war argument. I take it back. I realized I was arguing against myself, guys. I'm not going to do that.
2: <laughs> all right, well, let's get to the next one here. No sale in the top three in the AL Cy Young Award. This one, I got to be honest, I'm 100% fine with. We got a question about it from uh, Red Sox Ombref, uh, and he said, should this pod talk about anything else other than Chris Sale missing the top three of the AL Cy Young race? Also, he asks if we ever take a break. No, not really. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it didn't bother me at all.
1: I, I don't really get how people are so upset about this. He barely pitched in the second half, and then when he came back in September, he barely pitched in September, and frankly, it wasn't that great. So
0: Also, it's the same exact thing with Martinez, where it's like, what if they had four finalists? It's like, yeah. then
2: they would both be there. Now who, who, who was it? It was Verlander...
1: Snell Kluber. and
2: Kluber, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, those guys are. I
1: mean, Cole might be ahead of them too.
2: They all pitched a shitload of innings. They oh, all are, really. except for Snell, but like Snell won over twenty well, games. Snell was and incredible. He was filthy. ERA under two. I think Snell's gonna win. I think Verlander. I think Verlander is gonna win.
1: I think I would vote for Snell though. I would vote JV. Snell like single-handedly ruined the Red Sox stats against left-handed pitching. Like somebody I forget where I read it, but somebody like posted with and without facing Snell and it was unbelievable what he did to them.
0: Just in terms of the politics of it, it's really interesting because Verlander has passed the point, I think, where people are content with having voted for him. I feel like with you like him into someone new and he's young, and he's flashy.
1: Verlander's only won once. Oh, uh, but he also won the MVP. Yeah. Well, he stole the MVP.
2: It is kind of crazy that he's only won once, considering. Oh, okay, then Verlander's, Verlander's the gonna
1: win. Sorry, he's gonna win. I hope I hope he never wins anything again because he stole that MVP from Ellsbury. I hate Justin Verlander. Fuck Ellsbury. He- oh.
2: Oh my Fuck God. Fuck you. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this I'm is so because-
1: mad right now. let <laughs> this <laughs> Ellsbury like my favorite Red Sox player, Red Sox position player ever.
2: Yeah. You like steals and empty batting average? Yeah, kind of. Uh, Jake, honest. who's your favorite Red Sox position player of all time? Position player? I don't know. Um... Wow, really put me on the spot, huh? Well, if you're going to go
0: after him, I got to do it.
2: Um... Yeah, I... Bogarts?
1: Fair. The only... Like, real sports jersey I have is a Jacoby Ellsbury jersey that I bought, like, a week after he signed with the Yankees. Because <laughs> it was, like, 80% off.
0: <laughs> I was so, going to say, you went to motels.
1: I forget what store it was. I went to buy my brother a Christmas present. When I saw that. No, uh, some store at the mall. I don't know. Uh,
2: i got to give Ellsbury credit. That t- 2011 was good. It was, it was really... bananas. Yeah, it was no, a... I can't believe I It much better I than that. Played. Uh, let's move on. David Price and Eduardo Rodriguez, I mean, Eduardo Nunez, both opted into their contracts. Uh, no real surprises here. Uh, Eduardo Nunez re-upped for 5 million. David Price into that next, uh, four years, 127 left on that deal. Uh, did you guys like both of these guys opting in?
1: Sort of. Um, yeah. I don't think they're good values, but I like both of them. So well, first of all, a, they're going to be back on the team.
0: First of all, Price cannot not be on the team next year. Like he's got to show up and like he wants to. Like he he's he So they're
1: going to be better next year.
0: Right. And he knows he's like I have all the cards. Like, he wants to play the cards now, you know. Uh Nuñez is just like you could do better, but look, I mean, he's, he's now a Red Sox legend. So you know, he died for our sins in a game, <laughs> in one game, and then he played the next day. It's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm cool with it.
2: Is Is going to cover his medical expenses from uh, all those wheelchairs <laughs> that he was in? I have to start a GoFundMe for that one. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I agree love that, that he Royce is the guy <laughs> who
0: milks all the injuries, too, and all that happened to him. It just is <laughs> great. He's a good club. Unless guy. you had to stay up for the game, which Matt did.
1: Yeah, that was it. Was worth it just to watch him flail around. <laughs>
2: um, Price, I, I agree, will be better next year. I think there's a lot to the fact that he figured out whatever in the second half and got this monkey off his back. So I'm a little bit more confident now in at least like the next couple years of that deal. I think. You know, the last couple could be pretty rough, but I. If that's I, all, I'm that's bad.
1: Optimistic. That's a win on that contract. If it's only like a year and a half, two years of price not being very good, I'll take that.
2: I got news for you, play? man.
1: It's already a win. Oh yeah, yeah, sure.
2: How good does he have to be for people not to complain about the contract, though?
0: You, you tell to... us, pal. <laughs>
1: He has to win Scott Youngs. I mean, people are going to complain because they see a big number. That's just how it works.
2: I think if he pitches to a a three-and-a-half ERA, people will be fine with it. No, you know that's not true. I I do think it's true. Well, after this year, I
1: can see that. Are
2: you just talking about this year? No, this – like these upcoming next couple years. People complain
1: about Pedroia's contract. I mean, people are going to complain.
2: Which was in a which it was a
1: great contract for no, Yeah, it was a good deal. I game. mean people are always gonna complain about player salaries, it's just the way it is.
2: All right. So for free agents for this upcoming season, the Red Sox have the following guys Kimbrell, Kinsler, Pomerantz, Pierce, Evaldi, Joe Kelly, and I threw on Brandon Phillips too because he's technically a free <laughs> agent. I mean, uh, sure. I mean, why not? We'll talk about Phillips. <laughs> So what I want to know from each of these guys, from you guys, and we'll go one by one here, is would you retain this player and do you think the team will or will not retain the player? So let's go up with Kimbrel first. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Would you retain him and do you think the team does? I
1: mean, it depends on the contract, right?
2: Sure. But, like, considering, I guess, for this – practice let's consider like what you think he'd get so let's just say you think he maybe gets four and 65 or something like that
1: yeah uh i really don't know i've gone back and forth on this a million times right now i'm leaning towards i wouldn't and i think they will um i wouldn't really be that upset if they brought him back Um, i think they're probably better options but i think how he pitched in the playoffs obviously and really all year i think he's gonna be better next year than he was this year um kind of forget he didn't have a spring training he spent all of spring training flying back and forth between boston and florida um his daughter had a bunch of heart surgeries he's dealing with that all year um i think that obviously had an effect on him if you look at what he was two years ago Um, if you split the difference between 2017 and 2018, I kind of think that's what you can expect for the next couple of years. So I don't know. I, I think I just talked myself into saying, just sign him. He's the best reliever on the market.
2: Brian, what about you?
0: God, I think he convinced me too. I mean, I was going to be like, yeah, he's a professional athlete. He's got to get over it. By the way, before the call, did you guys hear me complaining about having children and being too <laughs> tired to do a podcast at 8:30 p.m.? Um, so, uh, so I get it. I think that I've just heard, first of all, what I think they're going to do and what they're going to do to me, or what I would have them do. In this case, we've been talking about it for so long; i sort of just dovetail. I've just heard too much talking from the writers and the organization about like so-and-so could close, so-and-so could close. Now I know that could just be bargaining posturing um, from the Red Sox, but also they're not wrong. So I think ultimately they do that because somebody overpays Kimball. I know the market isn't great, but
1: I, no, can, I can see, see it. Happening. I can see the Braves paying a lot for him. Um, i'll say in the i don't NL think I'll will have a 0.5 what's that in the
0: nl have a 0.
1: 0.5 <laughs> <ERA>. <laughs> pretty much did earlier with the braves
2: yeah we know what we would have with the braves uh, when he was that good um i i think the team will not retain him and i don't think they should retain him i think that one of those al uh, nl east clubs is gonna overpay for him somebody with Closer issues already. That wants to signal that they're ready to compete, and I think that could be someone like the Phillies or uh, the Mets or you know the. Yeah,
1: the, the Mets have
2: spent money. Come on. Hey, they could. You, you never know. It. Plus, you want. Plus, you
0: have Adam Ottavino penciled in as our closer. Let's just admit
2: hey, it. Ottavino is real good. I wouldn't be mad about that. Uh, <laughs> next guy here, Ian Kinsler. Uh, Brian, what do you think?
0: Well, I mean, I always just sort of hated him for nebulous reasons until he came to the Red Sox, but he's good defensively. and If you can get him for cheap, sure, why not?
2: Do you think 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 he will? Yeah, he's Ian Kinsler.
0: Do I think they will? Um, I think they'll treat him interchangeably with other options. And my guess is that since he has name brand value, he will sign
2: elsewhere. Matt, what about you?
1: Yeah, I can't see them bringing in another infielder. Um, I think they're under the assumption that Pejoy is going to be ready for opening day. So unless that changes, their infield's pretty much set. Um, and even if it's not, I don't think they're going to bring Kinsler back. He was pretty bad pretty much his whole time in Boston
2: yeah I don't think they're gonna try to and I don't think they should I think they have enough options uh you know between guys like Wei Lin even if Padre is not healthy Brock Holt can play there there's a lot of options for them so I don't think it makes sense and I don't think he'd accept a job where he doesn't have a full-time role uh and there's no guarantee of a full-time role here for him uh Drew Pomerantz next Matt should they retain him and do you think they will this is another
1: guy I've kind of started talking myself into saying they should retain him. Um, I definitely don't think they will. Um, they probably shouldn't, but if his stuff comes back, man, he's going to be such a bargain. Um, I kind of see him going to, like, the Rangers on, like, the Doug Fister deal. We'll see if it works out any better this time around.
2: Right. I
0: sort of agree, but I think there's a better chance they do than Matt is saying simply because I mean, maybe the faith that they, they showed in him during the season was a result, you know, was just part of the knowledge that they had him for the season and wanted to use him properly. But part of it could just represent faith in his talent. I mean, it would not surprise me if he came.
2: It wouldn't surprise me either. I don't particularly think that they should gamble on him to come back unless it's just outrageously cheap. Um, And I don't think they will. So I'm going to say no to both. Steve Pierce. uh, Brian, will they retain him? Should they? I mean,
0: they have Moreland next year, right?
2: They do have Moreland. That's the only first baseman they have under contract right now, unless you count Swihart.
0: Then, sure, but I don't, like, don't want to pay him extra for what happened. Um, but he's a perfect complement to Moreland, so that looks nice.
2: Matt?
1: Yeah, I agree. I kind of don't think it's going to happen. I think somebody's going to pay him to be, like, Pretty close to an everyday guy, and I don't think the Red Sox are going to do that, but I certainly wouldn't be upset if he came back.
2: I think he's coming back, and I think they should bring him back. What do you think he's going to get? Um, I think he'll get something like the Moreland deal. I don't think he'll get more than that. I think with his age and his perceived platoon you know, splits, Um, that I don't think are as drastic as people say. They're not. Um, I I just don't think that there's going to be a huge market for someone his age. The only wrench in that plan, though, is that there is a very weak crop of first base options out there. Um, So potentially, but I kind of think that he loves it here and would come back. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got, uh, you know, 60 to seventy percent of the starts at first base over Moreland
1: hmm. I, I'm kind of afraid he's gonna end up with the Yankees I would hate that that would be the worst
2: that
0: would be the worst
2: uh Nate Eovaldi, Matt
1: um no and no it pains me to say it and this is another guy I definitely wouldn't complain if he came back, came back. but um no. I think he's going to get a huge, like, well, not huge, but huge relative to probably what our expectations were a month ago. Um, and I don't think the Red Sox is going to pay for that.
2: Brian, what about you?
0: I wish Matt hadn't said that because I hadn't really thought about it in those terms. And oh, he's probably right. So. That's too bad because he seems like I think that there's a chance that the regular season, in in bigger chunks, starts to represent the playoffs, uh, just in terms of pitcher usage and the you know the the raise thing. Which the crazy part about that that started this year, this year, and by midseason, it was just, like, a thing you do. That everybody, Because everyone was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's just do that one day a week. So that's crazy to me. But I, I think that for – he proved it, and it was sort of – he's sort of always profiled as this. He's the perfect guy to, like, be in a system like that. But yeah, people are going to have him start, but – if he wants to play on championship teams, I feel like they think that it pays to think this way.
2: Yeah. So he's a a
0: great weapon. So Matt is right. He's probably going to get paid. I
2: I think the team should keep him um, if the deal doesn't get insane, but I don't think they will because I think the deal is going to get insane for him. Uh, I think that some team – I think an analytically driven team, especially a very analytically driven team, is going to really love what they saw from him. Velocity Houston. And, yeah, someone like that and just you know, with I, the, the injury scare the most. That's the thing. Like, there's still so much risk with him. Um, and I mean, he he definitely abused his arm during the yeah. playoffs. And so. it's,
1: it feels really shitty to like have him do that for your team. And then turn around for agency be like, yeah, I'm a little afraid of the injury risk. Right. Hey, after,
0: after, Isaiah kind of Thomas, after Isaiah Thomas, after Isaiah Thomas is that all. that still
1: serious.
2: hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think someone's going to, someone's going to fall in love with him and pay him a lot of money.
0: Look, but, man, I'm in love with him. That pitching yeah. <laughs> thing is one of my oh, yeah. favorite things that's ever happened in baseball. Like that's my favorite thing that I didn't, I didn't even see half of it. And just the whole story about that. It's like Casey at the fucking bat. Um, it's, it's amazing.
2: I love it. I'd be psyched if he came back, but I just don't see it. Uh, Joe Kelly. Uh, Brian, would you bring him back and should they?
0: Yes and yes. Um, but quickly, Matt, if uh, Eovaldi uh, leaves, I'm going to have you or Jake go to a store and get me a shirt. So – you can pull the same thing you did with uh, Jacob Jacoby Ellsbury.
1: <laughs> I don't think those are gonna go on sale like Ellsbury's did, but I'll keep an eye out.
2: Uh, Matt, where are you at with Joe Kelly? Uh,
1: no one, no. He's another guy I think boosts his profile a little too much, and uh, I don't know. We've seen him go like he's such a roller coaster. I'm kind of done with it. I think people are looking at him like he's the guy he was in the playoffs, and I just don't see that happening consistently.
2: This is interesting. Um, I think the team shouldn't, but I think they will. I think Dombo loves Velo, loves the stuff, has that old-school kind of scouting mentality in him still, and I think loves the personality, too. So I think that this this guy gets a kind of forever in Boston type treatment where he's going to get overpaid and overvalued by us because of kind of what he meant to the team in the run and all that good stuff.
0: Well, so he, I have a couple of thoughts about this one. I was listening to the low post and he was talking to Damian, Damian Lillard. Oh, he, I'm sorry. He was talking to Evan Turner about Damian Lillard and Zach Bowes said he's like I was always a total stats guy I didn't believe in culture um, and the one guy that changed me on that was Damian Lillard and how much he's like how much the Portland culture revolves around him now I think it matters less sort of just by the way baseball works but Kelly has swag on a 100,000 trillion and like if you're going to overpay one guy and sort of just take it as a sunk cost, that you're going to overpay someone after the World Series run. Like, first of all, it's less money just given the position. It's like Joe Kelly is the – to me, it's like, yeah, just go do it. And so that's why I think they should do it. And I think they will for the reasons uh, you outlined with Dombo's fits Doppless profile
2: yeah I mean if they do it I'm not going to be mad about it I just don't I don't think it's the best baseball move
1: I just think they already have like all these non-closing righties I don't think you need another them guy but they didn't use him as a righty
0: they didn't use as a righty for so long yeah, many this of them is your chance Yankee, to get
1: though? like an actual lefty
0: yeah
1: lefties are either of you
2: lefties I'm no. not. Thank God. That's why we do a podcast <laughs> and we don't pitch.
1: I never pitched. After I saw Bryce, Bryce Flory get hit in the eye, I refused to pitch.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That's that's intense.
1: Yeah, no thanks.
2: Uh, Brandon Phillips is the last one I threw on here. What are your general <laughs> thoughts on Brandon Phillips? I don't
1: think he's playing next year.
2: You think he's done?
1: I, I can't imagine he's going to play next year. He didn't even play this year. Barely. Not really.
2: He could be I don't know. he could be a crazy cheap insurance to Pedroia.
1: They have oh. so much insurance. Yeah. yeah. I, don't
0: see it. I respect the hell the hell out of him. Oh And for like, sure. and that one game was if you're gonna retire, like, you had that game.
1: Uh, that was the way
0: to go out. Yeah. And you get a ring.
1: Like, I'm out. Yeah. I think I mean I think that's why he came back. He said he could have gone other places with better roles than the Red Sox, if he wanted to win a ring. So yeah, I think he's done. I did a top ten moments of the year, and that Phillips was that Phillips home run was like the first regular season moment I thought of.
0: Hmm.
1: It was just so amazing. Really, over oh, the Mookie grand slam? It was. Mookie was second, but the, I immediately thought that. I mean, that game was insane. The Red Sox took out everybody they possibly could, and then they came back.
2: What was your number one moment? I didn't rank them. Oh, you didn't. You just didn't. I put them
1: in chronological order. Oh, I didn't okay. want to rank them. That was too much work. Yeah, I hear you. Uh,
2: all right. So, let's get to some trade candidates on the Red Sox. Here are four names I came up with that are five no, four names. Uh, I want to know what you guys think if any of these guys are candidates. Blake Swihart, Sandy Leon, Eduardo Rodriguez, Heath Embry.
1: Sure, I don't think Leonas is, um, just because I don't really think he has trade value.
2: You think um, so he's a straight DFA? Non-tender.
1: non-tender. I think he's are eligible. Um, I'm not saying they will. I just, I don't re- really think he's, teams are going to like line up to trade for him. Yeah, I think the same with Hembry. See, so, I don't know. Hembry is... I feel like somebody might want him. It's
0: possible they might want him, but... What we're going to get back is going to be whatever they want to
1: give us. Yeah, it's uh, probably uh, be negligent, unless it's part of a bigger deal, but yeah.
2: Well, Henry still has three years. He's signed through 2021 with his options. So he's got a decent amount of control for a pitcher who's shown that he can be... Options? Uh, yeah. He doesn't he have, have any he options. He has no options, I'm sorry. He has arb uh, years through 2021.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about
2: minor league options. Nope. So he doesn't have any of those either. No, no no options. The so Swihart I obviously get,
0: but I don't get why they trade Eberon
2: Yeah. Outside man, of, no.
0: like, he's a good, like, he'd be a very valuable piece because he's good and young.
1: So it's a good reason to keep him. Yeah, well, especially with them having pitchers leaving, like Sale and Porcello are both free agents after this year. I'd be very surprised if they traded him.
2: My thinking with him is that he's got three years left, uh, two options, and he can be sent to the minors if he needs to be. Um, through 2021. He's not going to the minors, Jake. No, he's like he's, he's 25. He's 25. Or
0: this was his age 25
2: year. I don't know if he's still.
0: And he had Nia Ray under four. Like the point is, he's good.
2: Yeah, I don't. I, I take him off this list. Uh, do you guys have any trade targets? Trade targets? or trade? Trade candidates, I should say.
1: Um, yeah. not off the major league roster. I
0: really I mean, am curious as to what would, like, if a Swihart deal happened, what it would look
1: like. Yeah, I feel like it would be more, like, I don't think Swihart can be the centerpiece at this point. At the I'm centerpiece, sure. a bigger
0: piece than Hembry. Yeah. Uh, because he did, I mean, look, the catching stint combined with the hitting, he did really, uh, it's not like his trade value is... I would say huge, but relatively, it relatively boosted it quite a bit.
2: I don't
1: know. I'd be interested to hear what other teams thought about that because he really wasn't that great this year. He had like a stretch. That was about it. I, I think Brian Johnson could be another guy. He's out of options and I don't really know what they're going to do with him.
2: He's got five years of team control.
1: He does, but he can't be stashed in the minors and they're running out of roster spots.
2: Yep. I think he's an interesting option. I had him, Erod, Blake, Leon, and Henry listed uh, on my notebook here, and I didn't put Johnson just because I figured they might want to hang on to the starting depth, but you, if you can't stash him, it makes it difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, I they probably could if they really tried to, but, I mean, you still have... That would Ryan be a reason. Like, this would it.
0: tie into, like, Kelly and stuff. You could put him in the bullpen,
1: it's just a matter
0: of sorting through, obviously, all these guys, but I don't think it's – as it, it they all work together, all these pieces.
1: Yeah, I mean, they made it work last year. I don't think they can make it work two years in a row.
2: Yeah, I think it would be difficult to to do it. And and uh, Dave Dombrowski said as much, and we actually got a question from Annie uh, Small uh, who said – Uh, Dombrowski said it's unlikely the Red Sox carry three catchers next season. Which two would you keep, and which two do you think the Red Sox will keep? And we kind of talked about that a little bit last week on the podcast. Uh, I said I'd keep Vasquez and Leon. Um, Matt, you said Vasquez and Swihart, and Brian, you said Vasquez and Swihart as well. Do you guys think that that changed at all for you, or is that still kind of how you're leaning?
1: Still, I think it's good. I think that's what will happen, and I think that's what I would do.
2: Uh,
1: it,
0: given that I, I think we take it for granted that Vasquez is going to be one of them, I think that it's just a matter of: is there a market for Swihart? That you know, it, it, it's all just that an equation. Can you get enough for Swihart to justify sticking with Leon? And that's it.
1: Yeah, and I don't
2: think they could. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, Free agent targets. So some guys I came up with. Yasmani Grandal, uh, Daniel Murphy, maybe at first base I was thinking. Uh, Bryce Harper, if you think that's possible. Marco Estrada, Charlie Morton, and then a bunch of relievers who I threw on here. Daniel Robinson, Calvin Herrera, uh, Andrew Miller, Adam Adivino, and Carter Capps, which was an interesting name who's out there. Um, any thoughts on these guys?
0: See, my only thought is that I, I again you just, just names you throw on there and you just say you threw on that they're the, this is this whole segment is an excuse to talk about Adam Oino. So just do it. Say why they should, why say that why they should get him
2: because he's good.
0: You you know what you're good too. That. He's just
2: real good matt likes him too
1: he is good i don't think i like him as much as you but he is very good
0: carter caps needs to have a legal windup
1: yeah carter caps has been pretty garbage right since they made him kind of chill with that
2: yes but he's yeah. interesting
1: he is interesting but he not in a way nothing. that nothing sure but i mean i would cost nothing and i don't think i want Red Sox to sign me
2: are you as good as carter caps I might be. I don't think so. You haven't seen me pitch. You have been going to the gym a lot.
0: Yeah, Matt, no one has seen you pitch since Bryce Flory got hit with a ball.
1: That's a good point. That was when I was like seven, so.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, uh, give, give me some names who you guys like on this list. Well, so, Jake, I have a thought it has about to be on Daniel your list. Robertson. Okay, go. No, it and doesn't have to be on my list. My
0: thought is that I can't. Deal with getting a guy directly from the Yankees. Now look, we got Ivaldi, but he was laundered. Gotta launder him for somebody. Then, sure, yeah, he'd, he'd be fine.
1: Um, I would take Robertson. I like Cody Allen's a free agent, right? He is. Yeah, I I feel like he hasn't been talked about enough.
2: It's because he yeah, he's yeah, because
1: he's not good. <laughs> what? He's terrible.
0: He's not good. I um, mean, I would love Charlie Morton. I mean? Let's not get it twisted. I would love Charlie. Morton. I don't think that that will happen.
2: He's not um, even Houston, probably. Yeah, I think he is. You do? Yeah. It just seems like, I mean, I,
1: it just seems like that's the way it's going, that they're just going to like reboot their rotation.
2: I mean, Cora has a connection with him and he speaks very highly of Cora. That's why I think Charlie Morton. Is I wouldn't a be surprised at all. What yeah, I would be
1: deeper?
0: Ecstatic. If they sign Charlie
1: Bourne. I have a name. I'm right. i probably gonna write about him tomorrow. Um, but Garrett Richards is someone get out of here. that I love. Garrett Richards.
0: He he's will so be healthy. so. He'll be no, so well, great. He'll be so great in spring training.
1: He'll he's be not, so happy.
0: So excited.
1: He's one of those guys you get assigned to a two-year deal and have him rehab for that whole first year. But you could get him really cheap for 2020. When you're losing Porcello and maybe Sale, and I I fucking love this guy. I he's on every fantasy team I have every single year. And it yeah, always, how do they it do? It all makes sense. But this guy, if he stays <laughs> healthy, he, I mean, he's not going to cost anything. That's the thing. And we saw it work with Ivaldi, with the Rays. He signed a two-year deal with the Rays, rehabbed with them, and that guy yeah. of uh, takes He was years great years. when they traded
0: him for the Reds.
1: Well, that worked out for them, I would say. Right, so let the
0: Rays do it again. Well, we'll smart, get uh, then
1: you have to give up a prospect for it. Why don't you that's sign That's true.
0: Him? Why don't we just sign Charlie Morton so we well, get him to, so he can pit. Let's do that. Hey. I agree. Look, dialogue. We got somewhere.
1: I'm a big Gary Richards guy. I'm obsessed with them.
0: So. I'm a big Charlie Morton guy, so that's that's great. But, like, those are great moves. Um, I feel like even if they paid top dollar for Charlie Morton – See that's something I could see them doing because it wouldn't be a long-term deal.
1: He didn't get the uh, qualifying offer either, did he?
2: I don't think he did. It would the be a Brett's two-year legs? deal for Charlie Morton. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the window. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm I would be into that. Yeah. I, I like, like the Rich. Like, I like the Richards idea. I'm just not thinking that far ahead.
2: I, I like the idea of Charlie Morton more even than I like the Nate Evaldi deal, just because I think it'd be shorter term, and there's slightly less risk with him, health-wise. Is there I feel 50, like Morton's had some injury issues? Not in the last couple of years.
1: No, but I don't know. He's still going to be 35. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't want him, but there's still plenty of injury risk, I think.
2: I think the best predictor of future injuries is recent injuries.
1: Morton seems to be on his
2: J.A. Hap shit, but
0: like, or like on his Verlander shit, but Like, I believe in him for the next few years. He just – I like guys who figure it out late. I'm not projecting at all. Um, And uh, he's just got it. And I feel like the Red Sox just with – especially with Sale, just can't pitch a full season. I think he would be great, and he also is a righty, which is weird to say, like, we need another righty, but he would be another righty. That'd be good.
1: Yeah, they do. And I mean, this free agent market is kind of dominated by lefties, too. So he's the big righty other than Evaldi.
2: Speaking of lefties, I would like Andrew Miller, please. And I don't think he's going to cost as I much as we thought.
1: I think I want Andrew Miller. And it pains me to say it. I think he's toast.
2: You think he's totally done?
1: Yeah, and it, it makes me sad. But I hope I'm wrong.
2: Why but do I would you think rather. That?
1: I just. Watching him this year, he just looked like a guy that's not coming back. I don't really have a better way to articulate it. I don't really have, like, data or anything. I just didn't see a good picture this year.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He wasn't good this year. I just think a guy with that skill and talent level can, can do it.
1: Yeah, he's getting up there. I don't know. I... I wouldn't be mad if they got him because he's one of my favorite Red Sox players of the last like decade but I mean I think guy like cheaper lefties even if he signed like a couple of them like Sip or Wilson or
2: don't say Boone uh, Logan
1: I, I love Boone Logan but I wasn't going to say him like, Jerry <laughs> I like Blum, Sip a
0: lot I like, like Sip a lot
1: yeah I think he's might be my favorite out of the lefties I don't want Britain either. I think he's going to get paid too much.
2: But Britain I don't want anything to do with. Yeah. He's, all, he's been on the Orioles and the
0: Yankees. He can go
1: fuck himself.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm about done with that guy.
1: Yeah, I think he might be toast, too. All
2: right, let's get to some uh, guys who need to be added to the 40-man roster for the Red Sox. They've been recently uh, making a bunch of moves, clearing some guys from the 40-man um, but guys who they need to add Michael Chavis, uh, Travis Lake and and Hernandez Josh Taylor and uh, Josh Ockamy are five guys that they probably is and should Slam add. Dunk No but he is on the I AFA think he probably team. will
1: but Yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded before those so somebody else can make that decision um, but he's
2: interesting at least Yeah he sure is. Do you think uh, the other four guys are locks? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Lakens breaks camp with the team.
1: Neither. either. Um, him and Feltman are both going to be in that conversation, I think.
2: I think that's why I put uh, Hembry on here as a potential trade chip, was Lakin's and uh, Feltman.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I, they've made such a habit of just – keeping as much depth as possible The i agree that it's possible and it could be if somebody like came knocking at their door with a good deal they would do it but i don't know if they're going to actively look to make room for those guys just yet
2: fair enough fair enough should we get some listener questions
1: guys let's get to some
0: listener questions guys
2: uh devers defender says jbj is my favorite player not named Raphael devers I'm terrified the Sox are going to sell high on him this offseason. Is there a basis for my fears? I don't know, Brian. Is there a basis for his fears? I don't think so.
0: Why would they trade Raphael Devers?
2: He's asking about JBJ. (laughs) Oh.
0: Oh, oh. Um, No. No, not after that season. I mean, sure. Like, in the sense that Isaiah Thomas got traded and – anyone could get traded at any time sure but if they hadn't done it yet doesn't seem likely that they'd do it now
1: yeah I don't think they're trading any anyone that's projected to be part of their regular lineup
2: yeah no way does this happen he's staying I think they're going to keep him for the term of his arbitration years and then he'll be gone Um, All right, Jake has our next question And he says, any guys on the Mariners That you could see the Red Sox targeting Could they be a good fit for Swihart Considering they just got rid of Zenino? I think this is interesting I think they could be a good target For him, especially since it seems Like they are planning on Kind of blowing things up a little bit And they have absolute dog crap At catcher right now He could be a good fit Um, (laughs) Let me think about what you just said
0: they have absolute dog crap catcher. He could be a good fit. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I could totally see him in Seattle. That like he looks like he should be playing in Seattle.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at their roster though, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of play, uh, pieces that look like they line up uh, to come back this way. I think it would probably be for prospects. If
1: they, I think would. it would be bullpen help.
2: So I'm um, looking at that pen. Like, who would you get? Like a I don't
1: know. I don't know how to say his name. Pezos? Pazos? You like him? Yeah. I mean, James he's, Pazos. I mean we're talking about a Swyhart deal. You're not getting, like, Edwin Diaz for this. Yeah. No. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Colome, I like too. Those would be the two guys I would look at. I don't know if I would do it, but those would be where it matches up. And obviously, Paxton would be great, but the Red Sox would have to put in a lot more than, like, Swyhart.
2: I'd like to see a big deal for Paxton. That'd be nice. Maybe yep. a Chavis in there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know.
1: The Red Sox have it.
2: Chavis, Dahlbeck, Swihart.
1: We're going to get another lefty.
2: A buffet. Yeah, we need.
1: Fair. I mean, if it's Paxton. Fair. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Yeah, I think it would be out of the bullpen if they did make a deal like this. Yeah. You got to remember, Seattle doesn't have prospects.
2: They do not. That system is garbage. Pazos is like a that's like a perfect trade
0: bet i'm like i'm sort of in awe of sense. how well that if those teams wanted to go down that road that's it seems exactly what they would do next
2: that's question right. comes from trevor wyatt burucky and he says i think bill james is right as much as we love ball players playing today everyone is replaceable and eventually uh, the mlb moves on do you this? agree No,
1: Trevor. This is the worst take. Straight up bad take.
0: First of all, the best baseball players will always be playing baseball. What will happen is the professional sports bubble more likely will burst than any of that happens, and salaries go down because fewer people are watching it. That is a separate issue, though. This is just—it's just stupid. I mean. The, there are very like a few bad contracts make the whole thing look bad, and it is the
2: exact opposite scenario. M O. Yeah, I hate this take. It's such a bad one.
1: Bill uh, James said that if everybody retired, the league you wouldn't even notice in three years, and that is the stupidest thing anyone said since Mitchell Lichman said he could win the Cy Young with league average stuff.
2: Yep. It's uh, it's awful. There's only one Mookie. That's it. Yeah, it's, I, hate, I hate this take. Ramiro Rallone says, what is your perfect offseason scenario for the Red Sox with players coming back like uh, Evo and Kelly uh, in free agent signings? Uh, what would be your ultimate season, Matt? Awesome. Two relievers and a starter.
1: Um, like a good... Righty, like an Ottavino, Allen tier guy, a uh, mid tier lefty, and like someone like Morton. I don't really think they need to do too much. I don't think
0: Allen and Ottavino are in the same tier.
2: Thank you, Brian. You said it You know,
1: Ottavino do... has I really I hear, some control issues. I think furious typing. Well, I. Audivino has control of too, and I think if you watch him for a whole year, you'd be a lot fr- more frustrated, because he's kind of got some Kimbrel vibes.
2: Allen is just bad, though, now.
1: Yeah, right? that's more I don't is. agree with that. Okay. I have you more are, faith in You Alan. realize that you're like a
0: distinct minority across all demographics.
1: Well, that makes it even better. Get him for cheap.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, you know what? That's interesting. Uh, my ultimate offseason would be Ottavino, Charlie Morton, re-sign Pierce.
1: Can I ask yeah, you what's I mean, the difference between Ottavino and uh, Kimbrel other than price? Like, do you think Ottavino is better than Kimbrel?
2: No, I don't think he's better than Kimbrell. I just think okay. he's slightly so cheaper.
1: Did. No, that's fair. I thought you thought he was better.
2: No, because I think Price's true talent level is better than what he showed this year. Although I don't think Kimbrel. Uh, sorry, yeah, Kimbrel's Kimbrel's true talent level. I don't think it's as good as 2017 either. Oh yeah, because 2016 wasn't that great for him. So I think it's somewhere in between.
1: I just the hype has been getting not from you, just like generally the hype for Ottavino. I think is kind of scaring me off a little bit.
2: Well, the scary thing about Ottavino too is that he may or may not still know how to get out lefties. Oh, I hadn't even seen his splits. He's had some platoon split issues in the past, so that can be troubling. But there aren't that many good lefties in the division, so I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, he's still he's still one half of the plate better than Cody Allen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Red Sox going to sign Cody Allen
0: now. It's going to totally happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jake, I, I I would co-sign what you said, basically.
2: Nice. For me, if they get Charlie
0: Morton, I don't care. Whatever else happens, I don't care.
2: Uh, Next question, Lucy in the Sky just says, how awesome was it that JBJ finally got his gold glove? Awesome. Like, really awesome. I was stoked. That's pretty sweet. Scott Nadell asks, love the podcast. My question is, when are you going to upgrade your mic? One of them is super low and the other two are perfect. You know, oddly enough, I think he's talking about my mic, and I use, like, a super nice mic, and I can't figure out why my voice is always low on the podcast. Uh... I gotta figure. Got to be out. a recording
0: software. It's like, because Matt and I sound the same because we're doing it the same way.
2: Right. That's the only.
0: That's why you sound different. It's
2: got to be something with my recording software, and I cannot figure out how to change that. So I'm gonna try and figure it out, but uh, definitely not the mic, guys. Uh, Rest
0: assured to the people listening that when we are talking, it's it sounds like we're all talking at the same volume.
2: Yeah. Um, Mike Bommarito asked, where could he find this podcast? And uh, I wanted to just let everybody out there know, obviously, if you're listening to it, you found it. But uh, tell other people uh, that when they're looking for this podcast, search the red seat. Don't search over the monster because it doesn't come up if you do that. Uh, Dale Sams asks the next question. If Bogarts is going to get a 5-125 contract like Boris thinks, Shouldn't he be traded this off season, and shouldn't the Sox expect a good return? Hell no, Dale. Another take, I hate.
1: Uh, five twenty-five.
2: That's a that's a bargain. That's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, five what? 5125 for Bogarts.
1: He's. I'll take the way over on that.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'll take the way over. I couldn't. I couldn't believe I heard that right.
1: He's gonna get like two hundred easy. Oh yeah, definitely. No, don't trade Bogarts. That's stupid.
2: Bogarts is one of the two guys that I'm most sure about you locking up. You lock up Bats and, and you lock up Bogarts.
1: I agree, but even if you don't, like, even if you say he's leaving next year, you still don't trade him. You're no. trying to win another World Series. You don't trade Tanner Bogarts.
0: You don't have to pro, Jake. I agree, but I feel like Mookie. You- well, is this Mookie's contract here?
1: It is. No. He's got one more after this.
0: Right, but you pro, I said, you proactively go after Mookie. You don't necessarily proactively go after Bogarts, depending on what happens with Mookie. Right. That's my thinking.
2: You get Mookie locked up ASAP, and then you put all your efforts into Bogey. Uh, Trevor Shackles asks our last question. He says, What free agents from other teams should be their biggest targets? Uh, we talked about a few of them, but did you guys have anybody outside of the list we kind of mentioned?
1: Probably, but I need to bring the list back up. How about this uh, uh, wait,
0: uh, free free agent targets for the Red Sox? Is yes. That what yeah. How about this um, The Manny Machado? Should we get him? <laughs> Jake, you didn't bring up Bryce Harbour, but he was on your agenda.
2: Yeah. No, I, he's, I think he's, he's, in, he's interesting. Oh, you did, he, did, you did, did. he He's interesting. I think he could, because there's some talk about him playing first, too. Yeah. I don't like, know. He's his bat do that. would be crazy at Fenway, I think. I would
1: love to get Bryce Harper, but I would be shocked. Um, How about Marwan Gonzalez? I like Marwan Gonzalez.
0: Oh, that's a nice one.
1: Where would you he, put him? He could play a little bit everywhere, and it would be mostly for his Him and Brock space. Holt. You just him and Brock Holt would just be all the subs. Yeah, I mean, he's probably too um, repetitive with this roster. I don't think it would actually happen, but I like him. I think he's good.
2: Apparently Marwin has drawn interest from like 29 of the 30 clubs.
1: I mean, it makes sense. He can play all over the place.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's good. That's a good one there. Uh, anything else guys, before we wrap up this first, uh, podcast of the fourth season,
1: I think he said it all Jake. (laughs) All
2: right. Uh, so if you enjoyed the podcast, you can go on rate and review us, uh, also subscribe to the show. You can do so on iTunes, Stitchers, anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, search the Red Seat, and you will find us. Uh, you can follow these guys on Twitter. You can follow Brian at, at @BrianJoyner. You can follow Matt at Matt RY Collins. You can follow me at, at @DevJake, and you can follow the Over the Monster account at, at @OverTheMonster. Uh, we'll be with you uh, bi-weekly in the off-season, and uh, we will be with you as news breaks. Thank you very much.